everybody. This is Hunter here. I'm here with Colin. Colin, sir, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm looking forward to talking to this about this great movie. <laughs> so we, yeah, so we haven't been drinking at all. And then <laughs> I'm here with Scott. Scott, yeah, studly stud. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great after that intro. Boy, yeah, so just I'm, like feeling like a hundred percent right now. So we are talking about uh, one of. Uh, I don't think this is a spoiler, but one of my favorite movies of the year, which is Spotlight, and I saw this right after I saw Creed, so I saw this a couple weeks ago, but goddamn, I adore this movie so much. It's nominated for six Oscars, which it damn well should be. Um, so, basically, the shorthand like version as far as the plot is... The Catholic Church is super awesome. And, then, and Yeah, they, so everybody basically everybody remembers when the Catholic Church got in trouble for having molestation being running rampant among the male priests, right? Yeah, I mean so yeah, it was about like Catholic priests being super cool to kids and like being like so apparently Jared from Subway was a Catholic priest too, and it's about them like being really cool to kids, not taking <laughs> not ta- not taking advantage of them at all, and um, not using their religious status to in any way sway the community, which churches never do anyway, because you know churches are totally perfect, and you know they have a direct they have God on speed dial and blah blah blah, but yeah, this movie really shows like hey. Church is gonna be pretty fucked up, and um, I mean, if we want to just kind of boil it down, it's about the Boston Globe, who uh, Mark Ruffalo's uh, Mike uh, Resendez and several other characters work for, pretty much going to essentially war against the Catholic Church, which is uh, over in Boston, which is kind of crazy. And one of the things I loved about this movie is that it really took on the scale of how insanely difficult it would be to like get any leeway uh on this case because the catholic church god damn man like you want to talk about just like hitting walls over and over trying to get proof uh it, this was difficult just to watch as a as a audience member i can't even so, so let me ask you this like if you're a member of like the catholic church what do you think about this movie what do you think about your own faith uh, I would at the very least question it <laughs> and be like, wow, like even, and, and look, I mean, you know, we, we both kind of, we, we both went to church a lot when we were younger. I know I was but, raised Catholic. Yeah. In fact, oh, oh were you really? I did. Yeah. Until like sixth grade. Yeah. In seventh I, grade, I, I went to a Lutheran school. But... Oh, okay. Now this, this review just took on a whole new, whole yeah. new twist. All right. So what did you think watching this? I'm very intrigued now. Yeah, I mean, the first time that my pastor told me to come into that dark room and he asked me, like, you know, it's totally normal to to take out your willy. Oh, no. I just... <laughs> oh, Colin. No, okay, so, like, I had a totally normal, like, experience growing up in the Catholic Church. I thought it was totally fine. I thought it was a, a reasonable place to have your faith be, you know, started. Uh, I didn't realize any of the controversy. I think the Catholic Church has changed a lot, obviously, in the you know, past few decades. And certainly ever since the uh, entire thing coming out. But it, I, I, it was. I remember. I just, like, I remember being, I was like, I wasn't an altar boy. I never, like, was close to any of the pastors. 
I just kind of went to class and I was quiet and I just did like what I was told and I was so, like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm sure I don't want to get to know any of these guys. I'm sure you did what you were told. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how many oral exams were there in your classes? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not really, but like it was there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember all I was. Uh, my mom would come home. I'd come home. And my mom would be like, "What? What'd you do in class today?" I was like, "Oh, we played this game with Pastor Ron called called Who's in My Mouth." This, oh, I, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! He always, he always won. He always. Won. <laughs> so wow. anyway, yeah, but being of the Catholic faith. And, like, I'm, I'm not, like, super Catholic now, but, like, I grew up in the Catholic faith. Like, watching this movie, I'm just like, oh, man, like, religion sucks, mostly. <laughs> like, this is a total bummer. Because I think it's pretty obvious that the Catholic Church, like, totally denied all of this, right? Like, they, yeah. they cover it up, right? Like, that's kind of what they uncover. So, I remember following this, like, because I remember we were in, like, high school, and this was pretty big. And I remember... Uh, forever ago i actually wanted to be a lawyer when i was in uh, freshman year and so i remember following this case pretty closely and just being like the catholic church being like nope we didn't do anything no 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 no. don't even worry about it and yet you see all this shit and this evidence and you're like wow these guys just didn't give a shit and like what i appreciate about this movie or one of the many things i appreciate is that the movie really shows like hey trying to take down this institution, especially in Boston, where Catholic faith really is a big makeup of the town. Um, you have all these reporters just hitting the wall, like, trying so hard to get information, and everyone's just like, oh, it's the Catholic Church, get the fuck away from us. And you're just like, god damn, you just cannot, you just can't catch a break. And it, and it really added to the gravity of how intense and how massive this whole story was so um i'm just gonna kind of go down the list here so mark ruffle as i mentioned played uh mike uh i'm gonna butcher some last name but uh resendez uh michael keaton who i actually thought was even better in this than he was in birdman he played uh walter robbie i agree with that he played uh walter robbie robinson uh and someone we don't give enough credit to is uh rachel mcadams who played uh sasha pfeiffer um, she was amazing in this. I was like, she was amazing in this. I was like, God damn! Like, I mean, so I haven't seen her in something this good since uh, Midnight in Paris, which was a Woody Allen film. Um, she was amazing in this, and then of course, um, uh, John. Uh, uh, God, what is? I can never remember the fucker's name from Mad Men. Um, John uh, Slatery. What the fuck is his name from Mad Men? Why can I never remember? Um, oh, oh, that's a uh, Roger. That's, Roger. Yeah, Roger Sterling. That's it. There we go. Yeah, and, Roger Sterling's in this, and he's great. And then, and then, um, and actually, Rachel McAdams <clears throat> was the best part of Southpaw, to be fair. Um, and then, um, of course, uh, Lee Schreiber, aka Sabretooth, and Ray Donovan. Uh, he plays uh, he plays Marty Baron, who's brought in uh, as an outsider to run uh, to run the Boston Globe, and he, he's so good in this. He yeah. was so good in this movie. Uh, Spoiler alert, I don't really care. He. This is one of my favorite films of the year. So I saw this after working a 6.45 to a 3.15 shift at my job. And then I went and saw Creed at f- like 4.30. 
I got out of that movie and Spotlight didn't start till like eight thirty. So I stayed downtown and then saw this and I was exhausted. I'm like, oh my god, I was like I can't sit through a two and a half hour movie and I was wide awake for this movie. I thought this movie and I don't want to give too much away because I really want you guys to experience this for yourself. But this movie was so good. And it's dark when it needs to be. And when you hear these victims giving their um, giving their accounts of what happened, you're just like, oh my god. Like, it, it's legitimately cringeworthy. And you just feel uncomfortable, which you should, <laughs> watching something like this. Um, this movie is absolutely amazing. I, I, I couldn't believe, honestly, at points how good it was and how the movie kept ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. And so when you get to the third act, you really are just like, fuck yeah. Like you like you're ready for what uh for what it gives you. So I I adore this movie so much. Uh Colin, uh sir, I know you're the other one out of the three of us to see this. Uh, what did you what did you think, sir? So when I went into seeing this movie, I knew that it had a lot of hype around it, right? So that kind of puts the movie at a high, you know, threshold to to get over to be like a great movie in my eyes because so many people are already talking about how great it is. I'm telling you, like midway through this movie, watching some of the acting performances by several of the great actors, you already mentioned them, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Everybody is so good in this movie and watching these scenes play out and the intense conversations and the realizations that these people are going through. This is a well-acted movie. I was blown away by the acting performances by so many of the people. There's a monologue that Mark Ruffalo has in this movie where, I mean, I was at the edge of my seat watching this, just waiting to hear what he had to say next. More so than I think I've had with any monologue that I've seen in a great movie in a long time. And that's where I just, I know where great acting is and like I can recognize it and that it was top notch, I swear. Uh, I was blown away. Like this had so much hype to it and it's hard to like watch a movie when you know it's so good and it has Oscar buzz and you go into it knowing all the great reviews already and being like, how am I going to have an original take on this? But just watching them, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like it's just good. Like, there's no reason to nitpick this type of movie. Like, it's just it's just too good. The acting is just too good. It's directed so well. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I mean, what, what, what do you think? Yeah, I just... So, so it's crazy. Um, so, the director, John uh, Tom McCarthy, um, his... Uh, his... Uh, his uh, resume definitely uh, varies, to say... To put it very lightly, uh, mildly, uh, he did a win-win with Paul Giamatti, which I think is a horribly underrated movie. It's um, a very good movie, very um, very good movie. But then, um, and Scott saw this with me or saw part of it. He unfortunately did The Cobbler with Adam Sandler, <laughs> which was not good at all. Um, but and that's the, and that and I would blame mostly that on Adam Sandler probably. I bet he he like overtook that whole directing process. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but then, um, but then he did a movie that me and you really like. Colin, he was a writer on a Million Dollar Arm, so like like his his resume's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. But but um, I liked him in this a lot. I have to say. 
Yeah, but uh, I mean, I thought he did a great job like with this and what he was given, and I thought this movie is easily one of the best films of the year, and all the Oscar buzz it's getting is well-deserved. Um, we can't really talk much more about this movie without spoiling it. Um, the last thing I will say is Stanley Tucci, who we haven't mentioned, is amazing in the few scenes he's in, because he's playing <clears> like Mark Ruffalo, and they have this amazing back and forth from just like, fuck, this is great. So, just to kind of get to our rating, uh, to my rating at least, um, this is one of my favorite films of the year. I couldn't believe how good this was and how engaged I was and how, and it really does a great job of making you feel like when they're trying to take this, bring this whole situation to light, like how incredibly intense and how incredibly difficult it is for everyone to go ahead and actually do this, and it, it feels grinding, it feels difficult, which it should, um, considering the scale of it. So this was a fan-fucking-tastic for me. I really couldn't believe not only how good it was, but just how direct, well-directed and how it kept my interest for over two hours. So, yeah, this is one of my favorites of the year. Uh, yeah, it's a fan-fucking-tastic for me. I'll just throw it out there right right away. Uh, it's that good. It lives up to the hype. Uh, anything you've heard about this movie is 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 probably totally legit, unless it's negative, and then that person's just dumb. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say uh, it's gonna make probably my my top five of the year. I would say Ooh. right 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 now. There's a big uh, uh, argument in my own head about what's better, this or or the Big Short. So. Uh, I'll let you guys know that when we do our final list of the year. Okay, that is damn. That is good to that is good to know. All right, guys. So, did you guys see? Uh, did you guys happen to see Spotlight? Um, I'm happy that it got so many Oscar nominations. So there is a spotlight, ha, on this film. <laughs> but uh, guys, let us know what you thought. Uh, definitely follow me and tweet at me on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can like us here on SoundCloud and follow us at the Real Pineapple Seven Seven Five, and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. Follow Mr. Colin O'Neill on the Twitter at Buster Good Boy, and you can follow Mr. Sexy Stud himself, Scott Nearman, at Newman the First. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Next week we will have our best and worst of 2015. We will have, and actually we will do a list of our top ten most anticipated films of of this upcoming year. And we'll have reviews for Straight Outta Compton and for Sicario. Guys, thank you so much. Have a good night.